0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, ski season is just upon us and we're talking today about snow. Oh, I love snow. I love the wintertime. So here's a really interesting question to start. Why does the world seem to be so quiet when it's snowing outside?
1: That's true. It does get really quiet when it's doing right? Uh, and it's really interesting because snow is basically really good at absorbing sounds. Uh, similar to like how foam works in a recording studio or radio or podcast studio. Uh, so that's number one, but probably even more significant is things that make sounds you'd typically associate with being outside are hampered by the presence of snow. Hmm, like what type of sounds? You know, like the sound of wind blowing. It's uh, more likely to be, like, leaves or other debris blowing around. And that's all pinned to the ground by snow. Uh, another example is birds and insects. They're not going to be chirping as much because it's kind of too cold outside. and don't really have any more good
0: spots to land. Well, let's turn now to explaining snow itself and how snow is made.
1: Snow is basically it's a, it's a form of ice which forms into individual ice crystals that grow while suspended in the atmosphere. You know, way up in the clouds we're talking about. It's, it's, it's very cold, right? And uh, water vapor begins freezing piece by piece to these tiny particles of dust or something called a, a nucleus. And once these particles kind of get too big and heavy, that's when they start falling to the ground. So if the temperature is high enough, that snow will actually warm and melt as it falls and becomes rain. But if it's cold enough, like in wintertime, that melting doesn't happen. And uh, it's mostly these fluffy looking clouds that are made of tiny liquid water drops while high. You know, thin clouds are made of tiny ice crystals. And for snow to form, water vapor and the tiny liquid water droplets and clouds are converted into snowflakes. And that's how these snowflakes then fall to the ground.
0: That's interesting. So let's talk about what specific atmospheric conditions are required for um, some of those fat snowflakes that we like to see. Um, You know, what makes for a snowflake uh, to be larger than the usual?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. The ones that are very pretty and noticeable by the the naked human eye. Um, You know, ice crystals, they get stuck to dust, dust particles. Uh, and then stick together to really form a snowflake. And when exactly the snowflake falls depends on, you know, multiple factors like the size, the temperature, and even the turbulence on the way to the ground. Uh, But so for snowflakes to get big before dropping, the temperature would need to be barely freezing, probably slightly above freezing actually. Uh, There needs to be low wind conditions and a really high amount of moisture in the air, uh, and probably a high variance in atmospheric pressure as well. And uh, the near freezing temperature that I mentioned, uh, combined with the high variance in atmospheric pressure, means that uh, the temperature, right, it can cycle between just above and just below freezing. So this melts the edge of a forming snowflake, which actually makes it more sticky and makes these snowflakes stick together. So the high moisture I also mentioned allows for these larger flakes to form more quickly, and the low wind ultimately keeps the snowflakes from uh, shaking out of a cloud uh, before they reach their critical mass.
0: So when folks talk about snow in the context of skiing, uh, everyone talks about fluffy, powdery snow. Uh, So what is it that makes that kind of snow?
1: Mm, That's the best. Uh, It's pretty interesting to look at what controls the type of powder that we ski. And is there such a thing as kind of like a perfect snowflake, right? So that's right. Not all snow is created equal. There is some powder that's thick and heavy, uh, some that are light and fluffy. Essentially, it's all about different combinations of temperature and moisture that produce these different types of snow and snowflakes.
0: Okay, so um, what are some of these different types of snowflakes and how, how are they created differently?
1: You know, there's actually a whole classification of snowflakes based on crystal structure. <laughs> uh, it was a guy in 1885 called Wilson Alwyn Bentley who first started categorizing and revealing the wide variety uh, and diversity of snowflakes with a classifiable set of patterns. So if you wanna think about it in your head, you know, imagine a diagram with kind of temperature on one axis and moisture uh, on, the, on the vertical axis. And there's basically different types of snowflakes that get created depending on the temperature and the moisture level. Mm. Um, so, like we said, the size and shape of snowflakes is determined by the temperature and moisture content of the air. So, to get the lightest, fluffiest powder for skiers and riders, You want temperatures between about 0 to 10 degrees Fahrenheit and a high amount of moisture in the air uh, as the right conditions. So this produces snowflakes known as large dendrites. Um, When you get warmer and heavier, thicker powder is often produced by snowflakes known as dendrites formed in warmer temperatures actually between about 26 and 32 degrees with a good amount of moisture in the air.
0: Mm, and how about if it gets too cold? You can't get perfect snowflakes when it's like uh, on the lower end of the temperature scale too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. When temperatures get very, very cold, the relatively little bit of moisture in the air tends to produce like uh, small plates or even column-shaped uh, snow. You'll recognize these snowflakes in real life as tiny specks that accumulate very, very slowly.
0: Mm, plates and columns, not good. Uh, too cold then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... What is it about the snowflakes in the middle of that range that makes them so good to ski on?
1: Yeah, so in the middle of the range uh, is the beautiful, large, stellar dendrite formed uh, with a combination of plentiful moisture and temperatures between about, like I said, 0 and 10 degrees Fahrenheit. This is the big snowflake. Uh, and uh, because these snowflakes are kind of, per- you know, the picture-perfect uh, shaped with six points they tend to stack on top of each other instead of tightly packing together so stacked snowflakes like this ensure that the new snow is actually mostly made of air pockets so that's again how create how uh you create that perfect snow condition for the light fluffy powder
0: well i think we're ready for ski season now did you learn something new if you did send us an email at eli 5 podcast at gmail.com we love hearing from you. As always, thank you to the wonderful community at r ELI5 on Reddit. And we will see you all next week.